0: What is up, Nerds Nation? Welcome back to the FN Nerds Podcast with the most dynamic duo in all of podcasting. I'm Nick Lanzio, and sitting across from me is my guy,
1: Mr. Martin Moreno. What is up, bro? How we doing? We are good. It is nice Friday afternoon. Um, I'm wondering if this might be the very first episode that we do not have Biker Boys. I don't for know. We're our, at trucks, though. For our seven loyal listeners, we always have Biker Boys. It's like these people who do like the Creed mm-hmm. dirt bikers around the street. You know, that's that's the life of the city, but. Um, there's a lot of construction going so on. So much construction. So a lot of the roads are closed. So I don't know. We'll see if this might might be one of like the I don't know the first, but one of the few where we don't, <laughs> we have, don't yeah, have biker boys. We don't have biker boys. That's become boys. like a signature of our episode. it is It, is, it really is. And biker I almost boys. like look forward to it. I know. Right? Yeah, I call it <laughs> out. I'm like biker boys. <laughs> yeah. There it is. So we'll see if uh
0: Ice Cube might take the day off today. Might take the day off today. Uh but yeah, man, we are a week away from Thanksgiving. Very excited. I fucking love Thanksgiving. But that means the holidays are upon us and that means we are Getting our holiday movies are coming very soon, and with that, and we're getting fat, and we're getting fat too. Mm-hmm. That's a, that just comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. But we are starting to get trailers for some of the big movies that are coming out. We're well, not starting to get; but we're getting new trailers for some of the movies that are coming out. Is that it? That wasn't it. That was more like Toretto. No, that was like Toretto. That was yeah. like a
1: that was like a store brand
0: version, like of the Toretto. Dodge Challenger kind of. Yeah, shit. yeah. yeah. Mm. It's just a false alarm. As I was saying, with that, we are getting new trailers for some of the big movies that are coming out around the holidays. Finally, bro. Finally, we got our new trailer for Spider-Man No Way Home. I want to say finally, because we, we got finally. a trailer like two months ago. Yeah, but it's not
1: enough, dude. It's not enough. I mean, it is enough. We don't We don't want so much. They're already reviewing so much. Dude, we already so got much. so much. Yeah. <laughs> and we're probably going to get TV spots they are going to show other snippets of footage. Probably, you know? yeah. And you already have all these fucking nerds out here just breaking down and in every single Enhanced. frame. Oh, Enhanced. my God. Enhance. Yeah. So well, that's like the thing, dude. If, if, uh, if you guys are like us and
0: you follow the shit as closely as we have, there's been so many reveals already. Yeah, so much so stuff much you can find out. Yeah. You know,
1: so much stuff has found its way online. And that's someone who doesn't really read reviews, watch trailers, tries to stay away from, um like, what people are saying about the movie yeah, the, as much as hoopla. possible. All the hoopla and everything. <laughs> sounds, like a lot of, hoopla! It sounds like a lot of... Hoopla! Sounds like a lot of... Hoopla! Sounds like a... lot Sounds like a lot of hoopla to make over a little Krabby Patty, right? <laughs> Wrong. As much as I stay away from that for the most part, for this fucking movie I can't. Like images leak, and you're like, bro, there's images leak. I'm you're like, do you want to see it? I'm like, No. Yes. But yes, give it to me. And I'm like, yes, let me see it. So like I've seen a lot of stuff that's been that's been circulating around the interwebs. Um, I've seen all the crazy fan theories of people breaking down the trailers, and it could be this and it could be that, and I'm just like I, I'm I'm so ready yeah, like me I'm too. so excited it's
0: also been fun like I've had fun yeah. like just having all like you know every single Spider-man fan every single Marvel fan every just movie fan in general that's really excited for this movie and just everybody like going frame by frame through especially through this new trailer and just breaking down little things of what they think is going to happen and if we want to go into the trailer now just talking about it I'm really happy with what we got I feel like they didn't give away too much even though we did see a lot we saw a lot of the villains even though we expected a lot of them it's like now it's just confirmed that yes these villains are in this movie it was
1: essentially just more of what we got in the first trailer
0: exactly yeah exactly we got way more Doc Ock which was great seeing Alfred Molina I think he looks awesome the de-aging
1: on him looks fantastic I'm so excited just because I just love Spider-Man 2 Spider-Man 2 I've said this before On a certain day, could be my favorite superhero movie of all time. I would agree with you, man. And just, I think all, I think Alfred Molina's Doc Ock was just so much fun. He was so refreshing. It's just like, it's a little bit of nostalgia because this is something that you grew up with. So just seeing, just seeing so many things again between him, Green Goblin, and and we're going to get into it. But I still can't fully wrap my head around. I know. You know, it is, it's kind of similar to the Michael Keaton situation. That right. When coming back, it's Batman. Like, we're having all this nostalgia, all these things coming back so many years later. And it's just like, it, it's it's so much fun. It really is. Yeah. And, the, and that's
0: the thing, too, because, like, you almost worry if uh, you're kind of getting swept up by the nostalgia, mm-hmm. you know, and you hope that it delivers on it. And it's not just saying, oh, here's Doc Ock, here's Green Goblin. Remember these guys? Remember yeah. these guys? So I honestly do think this movie is going to deliver on what it's promising. And I mean, if you really want to like get into it, man, like what were some of the things that really stood out to you in this trailer?
1: For me, it's like that almost first sort of clean shot of Green Goblin. Yeah. Oh, when you kind yes. of when we kind of when you kind of clears through the smoke. Yeah, and you yeah. just like mm-hmm. it, it's just like, oh my God. And the suit looks amazing. The suit looks amazing. It looks like a little bit updated, but still very true I to like the OG. I think like they darkened the colors a little bit, yeah. made it a little bit more modern. It's a little yeah. bit more crisp, a little mm-hmm. bit more polished, you know. Cause I know a lot of people had complaints. Again, when we watched Spider-Man for the first time. We were like 10 11 yeah you were probably what like 23 I'm yeah not really that's, that's sure. so it's bro. like you know you don't <laughs> you don't really take into account certain things and you, then you start growing older and you hear people saying how it looked like a power ranger costume yeah. and all these things and but how it's also it's also 2000 you gotta remember it's 2002 exactly we never got exactly like that before. but for me you know being a kid watching it, i'm like this is awesome yeah you gotta look so cool this is amazing yep. it's the best movie ever like you know so you just see that again. And yes, given today's time in this day and age of this comic book movie renaissance, where we have all these different interpretations of comic book characters and CGs and practical effects, like, yeah, the, that costume today probably wouldn't hold up. Right. But it's again, it's like that nostalgia. It's like this is something that we grew up with, something that we saw in theaters when we were young, something that we fell in love with, and now we're seeing it again. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's just, like, you know, it's just the best. It's, I, it's awesome. I would also say it looks better here, too. It does. Like, it does. I, I like it does I'm look saying, look it's, here. like, they definitely updated a little bit in terms of color, in terms of some of, like, the, the the techie aspect of the suit. It definitely is updated a little bit. But that, for me, was, like, for me, my biggest takeaway was definitely, first started, was seeing Green Goblin. That, like, blew my mind. And then just seeing all these villains again. Yeah, you know, man. just seeing Lizard. Yep. Seeing, even though... um People have issues with the with the Andrew Garfield movies, like whatever. I enjoyed seeing Lizard again. I enjoyed seeing a more comic book accurate representation of Electro. That was really cool, man. When, yeah. when he charges up, you get the classic like star yeah. like, on, on his face. And it's yellow. And it's yellow, yeah. too. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe, you know, because I'm he's wearing this sort of like um, – he's wearing some sort of like gadgets or like sort of like armored weird things. Well, well bro, I don't know if you saw it. He's wearing Tim's. <laughs> well, whatever. Whatever. But I wouldn't Challenge be surprised. some Dominic Toretto. I wouldn't be surprised if that eventually – if at some point we maybe get some more comic book accurate colors. Right. Maybe if that becomes a little bit more gold. Yeah. Maybe if he starts – if he wears like a green shirt underneath. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But just seeing all the villains and then obviously Sandman, we don't know if we're going to get Thomas Hayden Church. I hope so, dude. But we've gone – we've talked about many times about how much we love Thomas Hayden Church. I just think he's such an underrated actor. He has so much charisma, and anything that I've seen him on, whenever he's on screen, he just really like he really kind of like demands like your attention. Yeah,
0: dude, he's also not in enough, especially like, especially he like, really like lately. Like he was on a run for a long time, like when he was uh, like early two thousands. He did like Sideways and mm-hmm. a lot of movies like that. That he George was of the in. Jungle, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. George of the Jungle. Ursula, it's me, Lyle, your man. I've come for you.
1: Are you okay?
0: But lately, he really hasn't been in
1: much. I think one of the last things I saw him was Peanut Butter Falcon, and he was great in that. Yeah, and the second he pops up again, you're just like, oh my gosh! Yeah, you expect him either. It's like, I'm just so excited to see him. So I really hope we get him back because and it's not just a CG sand the entire time. Exactly. I'm really hoping that's not the case because even though you know people have their issues with Spider Man Three, you know I personally love that movie. It's kind of become a cult film. It has. And if you guys want to
0: know more about it, check back at our FN Collection episode of Spider Man Three hashtag FN
1: Plugs. (laughs) But um, what did you know? It's Steve. (laughs) But yeah, I really hope we get him back in here because I thought his um, representation of Flint Marco was just like spot on. It was like dude. the haircut, yeah. He built up. He does have a bigger frame. He to does. begin with. So I just think he. This was before people were like. I mean, Toby did shape up for the very first movie, right. but this was way before the MCU like gym membership, where every single person you was had in to shape. Be in shape. You had yeah, to. Walk the yeah, part. He yeah. He already like he kind of filled. He kind of like filled up that green striped shirt pretty yep, good. Yep. And he just looked so good. And not to mention that, the Sandman sequence in Spider-Man 3 is like one of my favorite sequences It is, it is in top notch in, in an
0: otherwise like lackluster kind of movie, mm-hmm. it's one of like the best scenes. But in terms
1: of like the all the Spider-Man films, yeah. that's
0: definitely like one of my favorite sequences in all of them. I would definitely agree with you. Um and then kind of moving on with the trailer, we we already know what the story is, obviously. You know, Doctor Strange tries to do the spell to make everyone forget that Peter Parker is Spider-Man, the spell gets botched, and then we find out that with this happening has caused a rift in the multiverse and now people are starting to come through. And that's where we're getting all these villains coming through. Uh, The one thing that really stood out to me, man, was some of the dialogue in this trailer I fucking loved, like Mm -hmm. where Doctor Strange is like, they all die fighting Spider-Man, that's their fate. You're flying out into the darkness to fight ghosts. What do you mean? They all die fighting Spider-Man. It's their fate. And I'm just like, oh, fuck. And that's kind of where this title of No Way Home comes from because there's there's this weird thing about where it looks like they're locked up. Like they have Doc Ock in like this cell that's like mm-hmm. has like a spell and you can't get out of it. So I'm curious as to
1: like the No Way Home thing is not really for Peter Parker. I wonder if it's more for the villains. Possibly. Yeah. Possibly. But also, does Doctor Strange botch the spell? Because... There's something very sus about Doctor Strange. There is. Between this trailer and the original trailer, something's just a little off. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know if it's just if it's just the uh the direction or the certain circumstances in the film that's causing him to be a little bit more douchebaggy or a little bit more <laughs> off putting. Well, he is kind of a douchebag to begin. Exactly, with. Exactly yeah. what I'm saying. So I don't know if there's certain things that are going on, like in context it might work. Right. But just from an outsider standpoint between these two trailers, something looks off. In he my does opinion. feel off,
0: yeah. So I, really I don't agree.
1: know if, you know, there's something going on. I don't know if maybe the spell was purposely botched. Right. Who knows? But yeah, I just and again, going back to all the fan theories, people are speculating that from something that I saw was the scene where they're talking to Doc Ock, isn't that like it's cut up to make it look like they're in the scene together? Ah, uh, okay, because gotcha. the backgrounds are completely different. Right. So you know, people are saying like he, they, he could be in Andrew's basement right. talking to Garfield, oh my God. or Doc Ock could be in some sort of like secret lair with all these villains and they Right. Because if you remember the images that dropped. I you know spoiler alert, <laughs> but they dropped images of Defoe mm-hmm. and Jamie Fox way back when, way back when, and the background in those images matched the background of Doc rock in that cave. Interesting. So it's like you know all these fucking nerds are just out here just piecing <laughs> trying to piece all, all these yep. things yep. together, and I'm just eating it all up. And it's something I rarely ever do. So, but every single time something happens, I'm just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And obviously I don't. But the one thing we're not going to talk about is the um some douchebag. User on twitter which we're not gonna name <laughs> fucking hate that guy they he leaked some stuff yeah let's just say he has his own youtube
0: show right used to be part of a pretty big show that we used to watch right, that's, on YouTube. Enough. that's enough, that's I'm, enough. Just enough. Saying, I'm just that's saying enough. i'm but
1: just saying he um accidentally leaked some stuff not yes. knowing it was real but that is fucking huge so if, i know there's some people who Ooh. haven't seen that yeah so that i don't want to talk about be okay but in terms of, of like the defoe and the fox images that leaked during i believe it was the investors meeting yes yeah that leaked last year like that i think is fine to mention because they were already confirmed in the trailer right. so that's not much of like a spoiler exactly, alert, exactly. so but uh but yeah just everything there was just so much to love about this trailer um the black suit looks pretty cool it does look awesome it looks a, like a
0: lot better than i thought I was going yeah, to. Cause, it was yeah because seeing it like in pictures and then they also have slideshow collectibles also has their hot toy for it already mm-hmm. and i'm all like eh, it looks all right but then seeing it like in the movie i was like oh that's pretty awesome
1: yeah it's like a magic suit yeah and if you look carefully there's like i believe it's the thumbnail of the trailer like that shot you can see some like the ancient writing on it. You can see some weird things. So I don't know if maybe it's gotta be something strange gives here. Yeah, yeah, so I don't know if maybe strange like enchanted the suit or mm-hmm. something happened, which would be really cool. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um it would just be adding to the different forms of Spider-Man suits I've so gotten over all, you know, all these all these movies. So yeah, there's just a lot to love. And, you know, before we get into the final bit, <laughs> like is there anything you wanna say? Because I'm ready to talk. Okay, all right. Um, is there anything else I want to
0: say about this trailer that I dug? Um, not really. I would say some of the comedy bits were a little off, and I wonder if that's just for the trailer. If they'll, they'll actually be in the movie, like the whole Scooby Doo this shit. I'm like, eh, whatever. Um, oh, man, you know what it is. Like, I'm sure there are more things that I want to say about this trailer, but it's just that that looming presence. Of what we're possibly going to get. And I say possibly by knowing we are going to get it. Yeah. But it's it's what's really consuming me. It's the me. worst kept secret. It's, it's the worst kept secret, I think, and that everybody knows. But uh, yeah, that that's the only thing I could really think of when I think of Spider-Man No Way Home. Is that a detriment to the movie itself? I don't know. But I th- I just think that – let's let's just jump into it. Um, All right. Yeah, so the
1: final sort of shots of the trailer yes. are – Spidey, Tom Holland, Spider-Man mm-hmm. facing off against three of against three villains. Yes. Um, Sandman, Electro, and Lizard. Yes. On what seems to be the Statue of Liberty being made into a Captain America memorial.
0: Yeah, what it looks like is if you look at the picture, thank you, Nerds and in the Internet, it shows like uh what, what this is going to look like. And it basically it's the Statue of Liberty instead of
1: holding the flame, it's now going to be holding Captain America's shield. <laughs> the, 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 Instead the, of holding the torch, torch it's yes. Captain America's shield. Yes. right? Uh, which I'm sure some feminists out there are going to complain. Oh, why are you making Lady Liberty hold man stuff? <laughs> and, and whatever. Can't please anyone nowadays. But it looks like this epic um, fight sequence going on right outside New York City yep. on Ellis Island, which is fucking dope. Yes. Last time we got that was an X-Men. And right? That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to get another one. And yeah, we see Tom Holland Spidey jump into battle with these three villains. And we already know from the Infinity War trailer when we saw all of them running, mm-hmm. when we saw Black Panther, Captain America, Hulk, like actual Hulk. Right. We knew that wasn't in the trailer. We knew that when Captain America was holding the gauntlet, you only saw the two Infinity Stones. Right. So they do, they've countless times, even with um the Endgame trailer when they're all walking, right, countless right. times, <laughs> like, trailers have been edited to the not high, show. It's th- a yeah, high spoiler. And yeah. understandably right, so. yeah. Clearly, (laughs) clearly there's more things in that shot of Spidey jumping to face off against these three villains. I'm assuming... Not just more things, more people. More people, yes. That's obviously what I meant. I'm assuming that Toby and Andrew are also in that shot. And I'm also assuming that there's three other... Like, I think that's the Sinister Six. I think that's going to be like this face off between the three Spider-Men against the Sinister Six. We have Electro. Yes. We have Sandman. Mm I can't believe I'm saying this. (laughs) We have Lizard. We have Doc Ock. And we have Green Goblins. We have five. So who's the sixth member? That's my thing. Well, the only thing is
0: that this could be a tease for a possible future Sinister Six movie. And I don't know why they wouldn't bother showing who the sixth person is going to be. Because I can't – because obviously maybe you would hold it for a big reveal. But who really is going to have – that
1: great of a oh, holy shit he's in this too i only have one answer and even though it's not going to be the biggest reveal i think it would be awesome i think it's scorpion that'd be because cool. we already introduced for scorpion we introduced matt gargan mm-hmm. in homecoming right so we know he exists played by the great michael mando yes shout out better call Saul. absolutely so if you know it's either going to be vulture or scorpion i think because we don't have a Tom Holland villain in this. All right. the villains that we're fighting are both Andrew and Toby's That's villains. That's a really good point, dude. Yeah. So we need uh, Tom Holland villain. in this. Right. So I imagine it's either it's either gonna be Vulture or Scorpion, and right. we've already seen Vulture, and Scorpion is kind of like a traditional Sinister Six member. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if at some point in the movie, because the movie's long, it's kind of been com- kind of <laughs> so been rumored far. around yeah. Yeah. that the movie's gonna be over two and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if at some point. You know, maybe Matt Gargan gets... They can bring back the Tinker. Yes, they could. You know, at some point he gets a sort of, like, suit just for his final battle, a la Dane DeHaan in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Just right, hopefully right, it'll right. be done better. it be done a little yeah, bit better, yeah. yeah. So that's kind of, like, my wild theory out there. But I definitely think there is... I think just as we are not seeing Spider Men in that one shot, right. I also think we are not seeing villains in that one shot. Okay, mm-hmm.
0: all right. I mean, like for me, I would love it if it's Scorpion. The only thing that I worry about is that he's not established. Like like we were saying, and, and like you said, you hope it's done better than Dane DeHaan. I don't know if there's enough time to really bring him in and right. establish him getting the suit. That's a good so point. I feel like Vulture would be like the the easy answer, and just Michael Keaton being in the movie would be that would be the cherry on top for me. Mm-hmm. Just having more Michael Keaton in there, and we know. Actually, I we have do know favorite. that he was that he's filming vulture stuff, although it's late for no, no way home. So I don't think it's for that.
1: What if and again, this is really weird because so many movies came out out of order. But what if this causes him to then go into like in this fight? It caused him to go into the Morbius universe. What if Ooh. that happens? And that's how he meets Michael oh, Morbius. Oh, maybe possibly. That's actually not bad. Mm-hmm. That's not bad at all. Because once uh portals start closing and people start getting sucked in and <clears throat> shit, he gets sucked into the Morbius universe. Yeah, that might be a possibility. But again, Morbius was scheduled to come out way before. So I know maybe they could have definitely tweaked shit. Right. Like redone stuff. He, like you said, he's shooting vulture stuff. Yes. So for all we know, he could have. He could be redoing the Morbius scene. He could be. It's 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 very possible. It's very simple dialogue. It could be for an after credit scene. Exactly. It's very very simple dialogue to kind of retcon his appearance in the movie. Biker boys, baby. There it is. We got it. There is. It doesn't matter if it's 6 a.m., 12 p.m. when streets are closed off, fucking 10 p.m. It don't matter. Biker boys are here and they are here to stay. (laughs) But that is a possibility if you know we get him in here and then... The stuff that he's shooting tomorrow, because Morbius isn't coming out for a couple more months... Yeah, it comes out could, the end of January, I think. Yeah, because I can't even imagine him having a big scene in Morbius. No,
0: I mean, and it's funny, because even in the second trailer of Morbius, we see a little bit more of Michael Keaton, but it's in that same scene. Exactly. Yeah. So
1: he could easily maybe just rework his dialogue a little bit. Yes, and that's not out of the
0: realm for Marvel to shoot yeah. like extra stuff, like a month before a movie comes yeah, out. Yeah, so... It's very possible. Very possible. We'll uh, but, but I definitely
1: think there's a sixth member in there. Yes.
0: I mean, I could definitely see that too. And like, why not? Why are you going to have five and
1: not just have six? Yeah. It's and I also imagine six. that a lot of these are possibly going to die. Yeah.
0: I don't know, man. I don't know what's going to happen because, you know, with Spidey having this, this now like Dr. Strange-esque suit, I wonder if there's like a whole thing where either they have to capture them and send them back to their time or uh, to be honest, I have no idea. I don't know what's, what's going to happen there. Um, but I am really happy that we didn't see Toby or Andrew in this trailer. I know a lot of people were hoping to see it just to get like that tease. Uh, I don't, I don't want to know. Like, like we, like we know it, but I don't want to know. I don't want to see anything. I want to be in that theater, which we always, we've been talking about this a lot, how that is going to be. Potentially the best theater experience ever. I think
1: it is. It's going to be
0: fucking bonkers. It's going dude. to
1: top because even when we saw Endgame, we saw it for the first time in Myrtle. Yes, and it wasn't. I don't think the theater was like too full. You know, it, it, it was. It, it was. It was full enough, but I'm pretty sure you were the one that was going the most crazy. Yeah, theater. but when we came back here and we saw it in Lincoln Square, oh yeah, bro. Lincoln Square was going nuts. Yes. They were going crazy. Um. Even a kid started crying when Iron Man died. So many people started crying. Do you remember There, there, that? there was a woman that was crying. There was a fucking child a couple of words behind. Like a, a kid who just started bawling. And yes. I'm like, oh, I love New York. God damn it. I <laughs> fucking love New York. But yeah, the second we see, the second we hear that score... The and score, the Give me score, the elephant score baby. And we see Toby swing into action and say how'd that get in there? <laughs> Everyone is going to lose their mind. And I cannot wait. I know.
0: But uh, but like I said, man, I'm I'm happy they didn't they really didn't tease it. I think they teased it enough. And it's it's very subtle. Like when Doc Ock has uh Tom Holland's Peter Parker kind of on the ropes with the tentacles, and he's like, You're not Peter Parker. That's acknowledging that yeah. Toby exists. So I'm mm-hmm. like, boom, there, there it is, right there. Yeah. Give me that. Also, too. Uh, I'm assuming his tentacles are absorbing the Iron Spider suit, which I'm curious to see like what the deal is with that because throughout the rest of the trailer, I think even
1: when we when we think that he's locked up, his tentacles are red. Well, you know something that would be cool is if it if it's absorbing the nanotech. That's what I mean, yeah. And then it starts to become, you know, they can get bigger or change. Yeah, that would yeah, be pretty dope. That'd yeah. be cool too. But I just still I can't get over Alfred Molina back. I know, dude. Like I just I love Alfred Molina seeing like going all the way back to Indiana Jones when he was very young, <laughs> um, but just like. He just looks so good and it just feels right. He and does. I just love I just love Doc Ock. Like Doc Ock to me is like to me that is the Joker to that you know how like you know the Venom. Oh, has even, Joker. even more so than the Green Goblin. More so than the Green Goblin, more yeah. so than Venom. To right. me, it is Doc Ock. Mm-hmm. Like that is the yin and the yang with Spider-Man. It's cause they such a personal relationship too. It's a personal relationship. And I think it's just such like um it's such an important relationship. And, and when when you watch all the different iterations of Spider-Man, there's just something special when it comes to just Otto, mm-hmm. not you know, and and his transition into Dr. Octavius. And then when you think about it, I told you this before, I wanna say back in twenty thirteen or twenty fourteen when it was like the official death of Spider-Man, like the OG Spider-Man, like his official death. Yeah. Even though he got wrecked, rebooted and came back. It like always happens. It always happen. no, no one issues. ever stays dead, truly. But like the actual, actual, like day one Spider-Man, like he died. Dr. Octavius kills him. Right. Oh, wow. You know, and that to me, I remember reading an issue and it, I did, you know, it, it was a bit of a tearjerker, but I'm like, yeah, like it is supposed to be. It doc, should be like that. Like it should have yeah. been that. Yeah. So, and then just seeing him back here again, you know. I'm just like, I can, I just can't believe this. I know. And I can't, I, I literally can't wait. I, I can't know. say it enough, but well, I can't wait. I
0: have the same feeling for, for Willem Dafoe because we saw none of him. And we, 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 saw we got a couple snippets of the green goblin and then we heard his voice, which was that nice chilling green goblin yeah. voice, but we didn't see any of him in this trailer. So I can't wait to see how he kind of factors in here as well.
1: Are we going to get like another sort of like rooftop, lecture oh, bro. where he's kind of strapped down because because what he's saying he's
0: it's it's something along the lines of like peter like you're you're struggling to have everything you want and that's very similar to what his lines are on the rooftop in the first spider-man which as is well. still
1: some of my favorite dialogue in a superhero film i chose my path you chose the way of the hero and they found you amusing for a while the people of this city but the one thing they love more than a hero is to see a hero fail fall die trying in spite of everything you've done for them, eventually they will hate you. Why bother? And then once we heard the voiceover in his trailer, it was it was like a straight up like conversation. So yep. it, it didn't seem like there wasn't a lot of shit going on. Like no, it was like no, a straight up conversation. Yes, very it's calm. a very one on one kind of setting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good way of putting it. English, English. It's a very one on one conversation. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's just a moment where you know they have this great one on one, and he's just dropping all his knowledge on Peter and. <sighs> Like yeah, I I it's it's unreal. Like, yes. Oh, there's a, the expectations for this film are through the roof. It's sky high. It, it really is. I'm really hoping it delivers. But kind of something that we were we're talking about was even if the movie for some reason is tr- is not good and, and it's rough, like another Marvel movie we just saw that we're gonna get into. <laughs> but you know we do have this epic <clears throat> Spider Men fighting the Sinister Six battle. It almost gives it the pass if it's done right. If this final sequence <sighs> yeah, is bro. done right, yes. because I think it could be something like Endgame. Even though I enjoy Endgame and like Endgame, I think overall it's a good movie. I do think like the first half is a little rough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that second half between Cap and the Hammer, yep. between the Trinity fighting Thanos, between the portal sequence, like that is just like fucking incredible. Exactly. And that completely just like it makes up for any of the shortcomings exactly, the rest of the movie has. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I just I don't see I really hope uh, I'm really hoping I'm not jinxing myself Biker Boys again. I really hope I'm not like disappointed leaving this movie theater. And I don't think I will be. I don't, I don't think so either yeah.
0: because I also have the speculation that it's not just going to be like almost like kind of like endgame, like portals open and Toby and Andrew just come through and they just help Peter fight in that final battle. I think they're going to be in this movie a little bit longer. I think there's going to be legit like conversations between all three of them. I, I want to say the last, if the movie's two hours and 45 minutes, that last hour, I think they're going to come in and I think there's going to be some setup to the final fight and then we're going to get the final fight and then whatever the natural resolution is to, to either them going I'll back. Uh... Into like, the Spider Verse, exactly, yeah. exactly. When,
1: when Peter goes back, make, makes amends with Mary Jane, right. Stuff like that, you know. And something else that we were talking about um, who is saving MJ? Who is saving MJ in this MJ trailer? End, yes, and uh, and for me, the second I saw that in my head, I'm like, that's Andrew, that's Andrew saving that's 100%. Yep. Yep. Andrew, like, re- that's his redemption, Some yeah, redemption. Re- redemption, yeah. Like, he's not gonna let he lost, even though it's not MJ, right? He lost that Gwen. It's not going to happen here. Right. So I definitely picture a situation where you know before he failed with the web, like mm-hmm. nah, this time I'm actually going to grab her and I'm going to save oh her. Oh my god, bro! And I think it's going to be a situation where you know Mary Jane, when MJ falls, Peter can't get to her. Both mm-hmm. Peters are busy. Well, well, they are all Peter. are <laughs> <Where they're> all. <laughs> but Toby and and, and yeah. Tom Holland are busy, and you know Andrew's like, no, not again, not again. Yeah. And yeah. He's going to he, end he, up saving he's her. Nabs her. Yeah, I definitely know it's going to happen. The and Peter's going to lose her mind. Yep. Like every, this, like this, Peter's going to be and and from the leaks that we saw yes like there are going to be so many characters that are going to pop in and it's just going to be like it's just going to be insane dude. it's gonna be electric it's gonna be fucking electric. Insane.
0: electric i can't wait uh the last thing that i want to touch on before we move on is the the little tease at the end of this trailer where we get sort of like these purple riffs that mm-hmm. very much look reminiscent of loki and oh i was thinking spider-verse Oh, well, I mean, it could be Spider-Verse, too. Remember
1: in Spider-Verse when all the riffs go through the city?
0: That is is true. But then even even Doctor Strange is like, they're, they're coming through. So I'm curious as to what that means because I don't know if, if this is going to tie Loki in and where the event that happens with Kang is the event that really does cause this rift. So even though Doctor Strange kind of opens up the multiverse a little bit, I wonder if that event from Loki ties into this. And that. And they really- again, that Doctor Strange in just
1: that one snippet felt yeah, more like Doctor Strange. That's very true. I swear to God, man. I don't there's think – There's an imposter. I think there's something going on. I really do. Um, obviously, it could just be – us again, just speculating without proper context. But I just feel like there's something's going on. I, I feel I'm like sure. there's some, there's, there's some, some little shit going on. Little strange, little weird, little weird, little suspicious, bro. weird. That's suspicious. Weird, dude.
0: Weird. All right. Uh. But yeah, I thought it was a great trailer. I think it showed just enough without giving away too much. And now we just eagerly await December seventeenth. Mm-hmm. And remember, on Monday tickets go on sale Sp- what, spider monday spider monday what the fuck i, is I don't that? know what the fuck spider monday is but we would hop see? on that shit fucking
1: quick right away i'm right sure away. The, i'm sure it's gonna crash yes i going and when i went to get endgame tickets i was on queue for like two hours but if you remember when endgame was like they added so many screenings because they, they, they had because to. they had to yeah because yeah. it's all it's all about money it is all about money you <laughs> want to capitalize right away and they and they were the AMC in Newport had 4 a.m. showings. Right. Chris's dad saw Endgame at like 3 30 a.m. That's crazy. Which is fucking insane. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm sure that's going to happen. I'm sure there's going to be showings around the clock. I'll just say, man, whatever other, I mean, like, unfortunately, I
0: feel like, 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 oh, Nightmare Alley is coming out on December 17th. Sorry, Nightmare bro. It's going to get destroyed. Get, you're getting bumped. It's going to get
1: destroyed. Yeah. Um, I don't even know if I'm going to see it that weekend. I know, yeah. Because I, totally I might mean. see No Way Home five times that fucking weekend. I was going to say, depending on I'm what... I'm, I might max out my three screenings in one week just dude, for fucking... Depending
0: on what AMCA, time... MCA let's go get it. I'm, I'm already predicting now. Depending on what time we see No Way Home on... The, it's going to be the 16th because we're going to go that Thursday. We might be a run it back kind of situation. Be like we're, we're jumping right, we're going. Whatever the next screening is, we're you staying and we're so going down. to the next one. Yeah, so it's that's
1: what's going to happen. I'm so down. It, yeah, <clears throat> we'll watch it at Lincoln Square first, yeah, and then we'll go to 34th. Get a beer. Fuck yes, 34th Street, baby. Oh yeah, watch it in Dolby, maybe. Watch it in Dolby.
0: That's probably what's going to happen. But all right, now after talking about that great try that lived up to the hype, let's talk about something that did not live up to the hype. And I don't want to spend too much time on this, but Disney Plus Day.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought we were going to Eternal. So.
0: I just want to talk about Disney Plus Day. I gotta get this out because I was really looking forward to it. We spent the last FM2187 episode
1: everyone talking about it. Was ready for so much. We were ready for a lot. And we didn't get any <laughs> shit. Yes.
0: We have been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray, run amok, and flat out deceived. I thought it was just a really big disappointment from a Star Wars fan standpoint. Like I was like downright insulted. Like I was turning into fucking Karen. I'm like, where the fuck
1: is Star Wars? Where the speak of your to the manager? Hair got spiky. Got spiky. Got blonde. Got the blonde tips are coming out. I don't know where some like we had some black streaks going on yep, in there. Yep. I was like, what is happening to your head? Can I speak
0: to the manager of Disney, please? Yeah. That's yeah. what was
1: fucking going on. Karen. Um, yeah, dude, like
0: I really don't know if if we just hyped it up a little bit too much and we expected too much, but when the Boba Fett trailer dropped early, because we all thought we were gonna get it on Disney Plus Day. We were like, all right, we have to get something, either whether it's from Obi-Wan or Andor or just something, and we got absolutely nothing. What we got was the little announcement that this Boba Fett documentary was dropping on Disney+, and then we got this year-old Obi-Wan featurette which was at the Investor's Day back in 2020. So Which it was like, leaked. Which leaked. So we had already seen it. So
1: it felt like a... Hero- no, it leaked. That was our first time seeing it. Right. But it, had, it wasn't like properly released. It right, had, right. It leaked. had leaked like the couple days before. Right. Yeah. So I wonder if maybe someone was like, like shit, we actually, people are buzzing about Star Wars and we don't have anything. We, have, we don't Wars. have anything. Oh, fuck. Uh, just leak, leak the Investor's <laughs> footage. Just do it. Go ahead. We got to give them something. It could be that though. But it was, it was just like the weirdest thing because,
0: you know, you have something like Obi-Wan, which to me is like the biggest event and you know we always talk about it how we don't think people are really you know have like that hype yet about how big this is going to be like if this was coming out in theaters this is an easy 2 billion dollar movie mm-hmm. like worldwide like yes. like easy bro like this is going to be fucking massive and i just don't understand how disney plus day comes out and Star Wars has no presence because, you know, even though Marvel's the top dog, and I, and I get it, for me, I have Disney Plus because of The Mandalorian. Because when that show came out, that was why I got the subscription. Like, I wanted to watch that show. And to me, that is Disney Plus's flagship show. I don't think there's a better show on Disney Plus than The Mandalorian right now. And I know some of the Marvel shows have been have been really good, mm-hmm. but some have also been hit or miss. And Marvel had a massive year. They put
1: out so much stuff. In terms of the content, it is Star Wars. What, I think What so you're too. talking about, you know. Uh, man, whether it's Clone Wars season seven, right. Mando, like, Bad Batch, Bad Batch, Star Wars lives on Disney Plus. Yes. Like that is it's. You know, obviously now you have a whole bunch of MCU stuff, right. But yeah, it, initially it was Star Wars. Like that right. is the home for Star Wars now.
0: So yes, yeah, so just for me, like that was probably like my biggest disappointment. That was probably why, like I, I really just had my my little nerd freak out about why the fuck we didn't get any any Star Wars stuff. And yes, I sound like a a, a pain in the ass because, you know, nothing's owed to us as nerds. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Whatever. And like they gave us a lot on Disney Plus Day. A lot of great content dropped. We've been watching Shang-Chi nonstop. You know, so but it was just the fact of like the expectation of it. And then but even the presentation itself, there was really no live stream event. So the all the content that dropped was literally in a Twitter thread. Mm-hmm. And it was really hard to follow. Uh you know, I know we got some snippets of like Moon Knight. And She-Hulk and Ms. Marvel, but nothing was officially officially released. It was But there
1: online. was 4K shit released. But there
0: was 4K shit released. Right. And it was basically people like copying a stream and then throwing it online. That's kind of what it was. But Marvel did not officially release this stuff. No release dates for any of it, so we don't know when it's coming. Except it's that all Ms- coming soon. It's all coming soon. So that's kind of Ms. my Ms. Marvel
1: we do know it's coming cents. in the summer, though.
0: In the summer, yes.
1: Right. Well, I'm gonna play a little bit of Devil's Advocate. Go ahead, go for it, bro. Um, I think Disney Plus Day was it um What's what am I what am I looking for? Was it uh a failure? Yeah, yeah I right? guess a failure, yeah. yeah. I guess I don't think it was a failure, but I'm just I was massive. All right, okay. Disney Plus as a whole Disney Plus Day as a whole was a failure. <laughs> yes. If it was branded or marketed as MCU Day, good. Or guess, Pixar Day. Or Pixar Pixar <laughs> Day, Disney, this just like Disney, MCU Day, whatever. I don't know. I just think as like you said, as as far as content goes on Disney Plus, it is, you know, the things you think about are Mandalorian. You mm-hmm. think about the MCU shows. You right. don't really think about the National Geographic shit. No. You don't think about, uh, you know, I have the stuff that's on there. It's mostly you go for these brands Marvel and Star Wars. And Star Wars, yeah. yeah. And then everything like Disney and all that stuff, Pixar, that all follows. It just after. Kind of fills everything else. Exactly. In, yeah. oh. Whoa, Toretto. Toretto, baby. Um, so for you to announce Disney Plus Day, and not talk about you know things like the alien show which they mentioned last year, right? Things about Star Wars. So like that, that from my point is it is um, it is it's failure is not the word I'm looking for, but it is a disappointment. It is misleading. Yes, you know because if you're talking about your streaming service, you got to talk about everything that's coming on your streaming service. Right. It doesn't have to be. Huge, but just some cast announcements, some stuff well, like that, and that, and that was that was even with the MCU
0: stuff, right? We yeah, got all, we even we got title cards of all the shows that are coming.
1: Yeah, that, but that was mostly for like the animated stuff, right? Like the zombies, the Spider-Man freshman year. Mm-hmm. You know, when it came to like Secret Invasion, we got an image of Sam of of um, Nick Fury, In which everyone was like, "Oh, look at this!" And I'm like, "Yeah, he has no." Yeah, so eye it's patch. like we got cool. some stuff for MCU. Like, I like the stuff that we got from the MCU shows. I like the She-Hulk footage. I thought she looks great. Like that, to me. Even though we didn't get a sh- a shot of her face, just the body and everything that I saw, I'm like, that's fucking Jennifer it, Walters. Yes, like it looks, like looks Hulk, incredible. Yeah. Like that to me, I'm still waiting for seeing her walk up into the US Capitol in her black dress. Like I got like some serious Mike Mayhew vibes. Yeah. All my comic book fans know what I'm talking about. So that little bit to me looked amazing. And I love Tatiana Maslani. So mm-hmm. I think she's gonna crush this role. Um, it was also great seeing Hulk again. Yeah you know, so that was a lot of fun. And yeah, same thing, like um, Miss Marvel, the snippets that we got with that was a lot of fun, even though the backdrop was clearly not Jersey City. Right. Like, where the fuck is the Goldman Sachs building? Come on, man. Where's come the on. JSQ Tower? She's from Jersey City and we know you filmed here. Yeah, Where's she the lives backdrop? on Newark Ave right. from Journal Square. So right. give me the fucking JSQ One Towers. Like we like, <laughs> come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Like yeah. put a little effort, you know, like sell this a little bit. You know, give me give me the the shitty Trump Jenga ripoff building that's downtown. Like yeah. come on. Like give me give me a little bit of something. But despite that, I did in, I did enjoy everything that we got, Moon Knight included. So from a Marvel standpoint, I thought it was solid. Okay, you know, I thought it was. Solid. I do think they showed some good stuff, but as a whole, like I said, being Disney Plus, there's so many other properties on Disney Plus streaming service that you know you literally completely ignored, yeah. didn't talk about, you mm-hmm. know. So, yeah, as a whole, I thought it was a bit of a letdown. But just from from a Marvel MCU mm-hmm. standpoint, I thought it was. Okay. I thought it was solid. So, I think it just it was should have probably been rebranded or marketed differently. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's my only thing. Yeah, but I'm with you that you know, I don't understand why we didn't really get much Star Wars stuff because I know they have celebration in May, Mm -hmm. but by then we're going to we would have already had Boba Fett and possibly something else. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm still expecting, I'm still speculating. um, Even though we're getting close and we haven't heard anything, I still believe that we're going to get Bad Batch season two on May the fourth. Yes, you know that's so. And and if not, I do believe we're going to get something on May the fourth. Right. So. By the time Celebration comes around, which is at the end of May, we would have only had two projects in the can. Mm-hmm. So they can use that to really sell a lot of, like, you know, the Andor, the Kenobi, right, the Solo right. show, yeah. maybe season three. But still, I still think something should have dropped. Because I think there's, like, Obi-Wan's already wrapped up. Andor's already wrapped mm-hmm. up. You know, I'm sure the Ahsoka series already has her cast. Right. So, like, I think there could have been something to um at least get the fan base excited and get excited yeah, yeah. but again it's not an investors meeting so they're That's not true. trying to sell shit and like the investors meeting you have to show the investors why we want your money right exactly you know but exactly. this is just a little thing for the fans and again like you said assets fans were not really owned anything but I do think we were done dirty. I do think we were done dirty too. It was definitely misleading in regards to like what it possibly could have shown. That's what I'm saying. If it was marketed differently, <clears throat> sure, but it was definitely like misleading. No, I'm definitely with you. And I, and I think it's of, like the whole. I know an aerospace engineer right? going
0: nowhere <laughs> goes nowhere, nowhere. Nowhere, absolutely nowhere.
1: Hey, Brink Joe. you're going nowhere.
0: But uh, yeah, I, I am with you on that, and I do think that if the event had more of an organized feel to it, even if it was just like a shorter, like two-hour live stream thing, where it's like, hey, this is how we're gonna organize this like whole fandom. event, like Fandom, exactly, yeah. like do something like that, just so that it's not just a big jumbled mess, and you have people just scrambling on Twitter trying to find what they're announcing. Because that to me was like I think the most frustrating part of it was that they were literally dropping stuff, and I had to keep refreshing a stupid Twitter thread to see what they were dropping. And I also thought they should have just held the Boba Fett trailer. I don't know why they didn't. Doesn't,
1: no, that's again, yeah, and that's a, that's a uh, they dropped the ball on that end because if you're not going to show anything for Star Wars, then you at least got to hold it. But like you said, the fact that they released a the trailer earlier just makes us um, assume, Speculate, assume that oh, we're getting more, that we're going to get more shit yeah. on Disney Plus right. on Disney Plus day. So. They dropped the ball, obviously. I'm yep. not sure if we're going to get another one next year, but know. if we do, they better fucking learn from this, you know, because at that point, we, we would have already had so many more things. Yep. So hopefully um they can do a better event if they choose to do it again next right. year. Right, very true. I definitely agree with you. But uh all
0: right, man, you ready? Let's jump into our returnals review. Woo! All right, let's do this.
1: We're eternals. For Seven thousand years, we protected humans from the demons. Why didn't you guys help fight Thanos, or any war, or all the other terrible things throughout history? We were instructed not to interfere, until now. You hear that? Eternals assemble.
0: Whoa. Oh.
1: Hi. Hello. Hey, who's your gardener? This planet and these people have changed all of us. When you love something,
0: you protect it. For eternity.
1: Marvel Studios Eternals.
0: What's your superpower?
1: You know that your babysitting privileges are completely revoked. Read PG-13. Get tickets now.
0: The logline for Eternals reads, The Eternals, an immortal alien race, emerge from hiding after thousands of years to protect the Earth from their ancient counterparts, the Deviants. The film was directed by Chloe Chow and stars an ensemble cast, including Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, Kumail Nanjiani, Leah McHugh, Brian Tyree Henry, Lauren Ridloff, Barry Keegan, Don Lee, Harish Patel, Kit Harington, Salma Hayek, and Angelina Jolie. Checking over on Rotten Tomatoes, the film holds a critic score of 47% and an audience score of 80%. The film has been number one at the box office for the past two weeks in a row, running a worldwide total of $282.4 million. This is the first Marvel film to have a rotten score. Wait, um, what's the budget? Uh, I think the budget's like 200 mil. Jeez. I'm pretty sure the budget's pretty high on this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, there was a lot of onset shooting. A lot of there there was a lot of location shoots, and that always jacks up the fucking Which price. Which we will get to. We will definitely get to. But, uh, all right, bro. You want to kick me off with some of your positives some on Some of my positives for
1: the Eternals are the cast. Yeah. I enjoyed seeing a lot of these actors back on screen. Um, when you think about someone like Kit Harington or Richard Madden, Obviously, you automatically think of Game of Thrones. Of course, bro. A show that we grew up with, that we fucking love, that the entire world loves, that every single girl <laughs> on social dating apps. Yes. Because they always have, like, what are you not over? Right. Every fucking girl says, I'm still not over the end of Game of Thrones. Like, get, Bitch, get over it. <laughs> get over it. Get more creative, you know. But it's a show that we love. So, seeing these actors on screen again was 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 fun. And I, it was also cool that that Harrington and Richard Madden exactly, had like a little face-off, exactly, too. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's the Stark brothers there. So, that's fun to see. And I know they've done other stuff since Game of Thrones ended or since their time on Game of Thrones but you know this is this was on a much larger scale so mm-hmm. it was really fun to see them again um, I definitely, I loved Gamma Chan. I think she's great. You know, I saw her first in Crazy Rich Asians. I don't really think she had a chance to shine in Miss Marvel or Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel, yep. So yep. to see her here leading the charge, I thought was, was, was great.
0: Yeah, I would say like, she's, she's definitely the lead in this movie and she mm-hmm. does a really good job of kind of holding shit down.
1: Yeah. And she's a great actor. Yeah, she really is. Um, it was also really nice to see the guy from Trina Busan. This yes. Was, Don this, Lee. Yes. This is yeah. the only other thing that I think I've seen him in him. <laughs> right. I can't really <laughs> yeah. think of anything else, but A lot of these, I thought it was just uh, an all around, very like intriguing cast. And for example, like I love the fact that Salma Hayek is in a fucking MCU I know. I just love to see it. And obviously we'll talk about what happens with the character, (laughs) but there were just so many moments where I'm watching the movie and I'm like, I really enjoy this cast. Some actors I had some issues with, which I will get into, yes, but I want to say like overall, some positive that I had was was the cast. Yeah, I would definitely agree.
0: I think everybody in this movie is cast well mm-hmm. to their parts, but again, I'm also with you. I think that there are certain scenes and certain moments where they don't act, I guess up to their. <laughs> Up to their standards, I you know, like like I think Barry Keegan is one of my favorite, like younger actors that's working today. Mm-hmm. But for some reason there's a lot of scenes where his acting is a little stilted and a little wooden. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes for Angelina Jolie. Like we know she can handle big action movies. She's done it before, hasn't done it in a while, so it's really nice to see her back here kicking ass. Um, but again, she's a better actor than I think what this movie gives her. Yeah,
1: she's an incredible actor. Yes. That's but yeah. like you say, yeah, it was really nice to see her bringing a certain physicality to a role because we really haven't seen her We really haven't seen that from her in a long time. Right,
0: yeah, definitely. Um, And then moving on, uh, one other aspect I really dug about this movie is the fact that it was shot on location. Mm -hmm. Uh, All the locations, I think, really give this movie a lot of weight. We know that the MCU has a bit of an issue when it comes to the compositing, where actors look like they are completely separated from the background. Yeah, floating head syndrome. The floating head syndrome, yes. That's a major part of it, too. Here, there's a lot of – like everything's real. All the location sets are real and it's just really nice to see it's really refreshing and it's one of the best looking Marvel films from like an art direction standpoint from an effects standpoint and then just from that the fact that everything is on location
1: right I would totally piggyback off of that because I thought the visual effects in this film were great and Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that was because they were on location yes Um, you get a lot of natural light so it doesn't look off I think some of the issues that Marvel has with compositing is the lighting Mm -hmm. they don't match the light properly so it just looks weird it looks off and here they're shooting outside a lot I believe they shot on the canary islands yes so there was like a lot of nice natural lighting and everything looked good and i thought the action sequences i thought the action sequences that had actual vfx looked really good as well like yes. the moments where icarus is fighting the deviants where makari's like fucking shit up with her speed oh yeah i thought there were so many moments um in terms from like an action standpoint i thought the action was done really well and the visual effects in those action sequences were also done well yes so I agree with you. I think from an art direction, a bit of like a production standpoint, like the, the way they built Babylon, like the whole look of it. Yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I thought was was really well done. Um, but I also <laughs> thought there was a lot. I also <laughs> thought that there was a lot that was
0: not well done. Yeah, no, I, def- I definitely agree with you too. But uh, one more thing I want to I jump into before we get into like any negatives was everything with the Celestials. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. Yes. Like from a scale standpoint, like the first time that Salma Hyatt goes and meets the – I forget the, the main Celestial's name. It's so again drawn – something with an
1: A I think. I something with
0: an A, yeah. But um, the first time she meets him, it's literally just the outline of the head and seeing it in IMAX, it's just like this red, this like vivid red with just the eyes and it was so fucking cool. I yeah, absolutely even love Yeah, even like the that. final
1: shot when it's right outside Earth. Yes, it's really cool. But, yeah, again, that goes back to the VFX, like we're saying. We mm-hmm. think they did a really good job at giving us a sense of scale mm-hmm. through VFX, and I thought it was really well done.
0: I also feel like they're sort of preparing us for uh, Galactus. Yeah, I of, totally. ha- I kind of had that feeling. I was looking totally. at this, and I was like,
1: this is probably what Galactus
0: is going to be like. Yeah, in terms of scale, absolutely. Yeah, for totally sure. Agree. Um, And then also Deviants, too. I want to mention the Deviants. Like, the design for the Deviants, I actually I really loved. Uh, shout out to anybody that has played Horizon Zero Dawn. A lot of the creatures in that game are modeled after actual, like, animals, whether it's crocodiles or, you know, the Tyrannosaurus Rexes or such, like, that really cool stuff. But the demons kind of remind me of the same thing, like, that they're modeled after actual, like, animals. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and
1: I also really like their physiology. They kind of look like... um Going back, shout out to Avatar the last airbender, there's like one of the water bending masters makes a monster out of vines. Oh, okay. It controls the water in the vines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think it kind of reminded me a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. Like this weird sort of like tendril. Well, it has like a lot of like organic elements, it feels yeah, like. Exactly, yeah, exactly, exactly. So I did they definitely like the design of the deviants and their physiology and the way they moved. So yeah, I'm also with you. And I'm a big um creature feature guy yeah, yeah so seeing these kind of like weird dog flying right? creature yeah. monsters was really fun to see the the evolution of it though like the evolved alpha the, Deviant, the one the one Deviant, i yeah. thought it was just pointless i didn't really care for that one but in their animal alpha yes yeah. mode like they looked cool yeah i definitely agree
0: um all right bro if you want to segue into some negatives uh, i'll just kind of start it off with the fact that even though there are a lot of mcu movies that i don't particularly enjoy a lot that i find boring and bland i will say that most of them from a technical standpoint are all very proficient in the story that's trying to tell and it's editing and it's pacing i think majority of them are all well done despite any other issues i have with a lot of marvel films Mm -hmm. this is probably the first time that i've watched a marvel film where i'm like this movie has a lot of issues when it comes to its editing its pacing the story that's trying to tell And I wonder if there was a lot of infighting behind the scenes between Chloe and with Marvel in terms of like clashing of, um, I guess, what they want this movie to be, Mm -hmm. because that's the impression that I got. I just felt like that there was a lot of decisions that were made from um, a behind the scenes
1: standpoint that just did not pan out when with the final product. Right. I totally agree with you. I tend to believe that it's more just Chloe Shao's directing style. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it translates well to the sort of big budget MCU film. Right. Because just from her two films alone, whether it's The Rider or No Madeline, she has a very sort of unique directing style. It's very human, mm-hmm. very grounded. There's not much energy behind it. And it's a lot slower paced right. films. And I think trying to bring that, uh, try to bring that style To a movie that's supposed to be big and bombastic and have lots of energy, lots of characters. It just doesn't work. So I do think, I just tend to believe that her vision and her style just didn't didn't work well with what's already established in the MCU films. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of my idea because I'm with you. I just think, I don't want to say amateur because, you know, Chloe Zhao is amazing. But yeah, like that's the only thing I think of. It just felt to me, there were so many moments watching this film that just felt very amateur felt very flat Mm -hmm. there wasn't any depth there wasn't any emotion and like you said in terms of the editing the scene transitions were very clunky yes and there were some moments where we held too long before transitioning or held too short, mm-hmm. and it was very jarring. And it, it kind was, of it, it throws you off, too. throws you yeah. off, yeah. And even though I was talking about how I did like the cast, and I love certain cast members and certain actors, I forgot to mention Lauren uh, Lauren Rinloff, who I've only seen her a little bit in Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. But here, I thought she was great. Yeah. I absolutely loved Macari. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, yeah, her,
1: yeah she, she, was, she was one of the standouts, and we didn't get enough of her. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So we'll obviously get to that. But aside from her, I did enjoy a lot of these cast members. Even though, like, we're saying Angeline Jolie, even though she's an incredible actor, it was nice to see her bring physicality to the role. I thought her direction was awful. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was awful. Like I the thought, whole, like, Mad Weary stuff? The whole Mad Weary stuff. The whole, I cannot bash Angeline Jolie because I know what she's capable mm-hmm. of. We've seen it for over 20 years. So, the only thing that I can argue. And, you know, this isn't just on her, but it's on direction of all the other actors. It's just, you know, the directing, like right. you said. It's it's almost like Chloe Chow was like, all right, Angelina, play confused. Exactly. Look confused. Exactly. Yeah. That's really what it was. It's like, read the lines, and then we're moving on. That's right. it. And in a movie like No Land or Ryder, where it's supposed to be just very authentic, where it's supposed to be like you're just talking. Right. So she's just <clears throat> capturing people talking. Here, it's, it's not just that. You have to bring a little bit more, especially – considering it's a marvel movie the biggest brand in the world right now and it's a massive production you know sometimes you can do that. sometimes you can come over and work well in a massive production even though you don't really have much experience because marvel can back you up and it's evident because like i was saying the action sequences the big you know design production moments like those are all something that marvel knows like the back of their hands Mm -hmm. they can simply say like You've never done a big action sequence? That's fine. We've done tons. Right. We have, sec- fucking, we have a million, t- we have a million second unit directors that will come in we and have do it. We have ADs yeah, yeah. who do it in their fucking sleep. Right. So don't you worry about that. And clearly those action sequences, I know some people might disagree. I definitely really enjoy them. And it's clearly because it was in the hands of people who just know that. Right. Who have been doing it for the past 26 films in the MCU. So I think my biggest issue was just that. I think it was just um, – it wasn't a good pairing. Mm-hmm. And even though Marvel – has done, for the most part, a good job at finding sort of under-the-radar, smaller indie voices um, and worked out well for them. I just think this wasn't a situation because, like we were saying, if you think of James Gunn, mm-hmm. he was kind of like a uh, under-the-radar kind of guy. Right. Taika, same thing. Coogler. Russo Brothers, Kugler. Yep. These directors that they kind of, you know, they knew could tell a good story, then came on to do a Marvel movie and it blew up. Yeah, now they're household now names. They're householding and yeah. Now they're household names. Now they're massive. and they're doing a whole bunch of stuff. Now everybody wants them. Right. You know, and that just wasn't the case here. You know, you, you have your hits and you have your misses. And right. I think this was just one of the situations where they went after a hot director. Under the radar, kind of like buzzing around in the indie circuit, won an Oscar, try to bring her on to do a Marvel movie and it just didn't work. And yeah. I think that's just pretty much what it is. And hey, and that doesn't it doesn't always work.
0: It doesn't always work, yeah, exactly. And and the thing just going off, off of Chloe Chow's direction, I wonder if because both The Rider and Nomad Land, yes, you have some established actors, like especially with Nomad Land, you have Frances McDormand, you have David Strahan everybody else is, is, is a real person. Exactly. Like it's like, so, I'm so, you, so, so, those aren't active. And there's not really much you can do with that. It's like, Hey, like you're basically playing yourself. So just, just be yourself. Exactly. That's kind of what it is. So I wonder if that kind of hinders her, her directing style a little bit when it comes to this, where you're dealing with so many people. And I think that was one of my biggest issues was that this movie really cannot, like, I don't, I didn't think it did a good job balancing its cast because uh, the idea of the you know the, having the flashbacks come in was 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 awkward and I don't think it did well. Like if you and again wanna-
1: there were moments where those flashbacks went on for too long. Went on for too to cut long. Cut you off. Yes. So you almost forget about what's going on in present day. I, I it was, totally it was agree with so, you, bro. It was so poorly structured. Yes. And coming off of Shang-Chi which is a film that was like almost which was like the structure of that film was great this was just a complete contrast well
0: and it's funny too because with shang chi i'm glad you mentioned that uh i thought that that is the perfect example of how you do flashbacks right of how you withhold certain information about characters and Mm -hmm. about story and you reveal it later on it did it so fucking well and then when you compare it to the eternals eternals looks like a mess compared to shang chi so that's that's 100 correct um and then just going off of just a lot of a lot of the actors too, like how you said, like, like didn't do a good job with Angelina Jolie. Um, like I said, I love Barry Keegan, but there were a lot of moments here where I thought. You know, it required more emotion from him and he plays it very wooden and very stoic. And mm-hmm. I don't know if that was just how he was directed, which I'm assuming it's how he was directed. Yeah.
1: Because it's like you said, she's she was dealing with like a nomad she's dealing with a lot of people who are true. They're human. They're yes. these are real nomads. So she doesn't really have to direct them. Mm-hmm. She all she has to do is capture them. That's why that's why Nomad Land look, I absolutely love Nomad Land. I think it's it's one of the most we were watching that movie. I told Nick, I'm like, dude, I'm going to start crying. Yeah. I thought it was one of the most beautiful, gorgeous films I've ever seen. It was so genuine. And it's, so and it was, real, it's so real. It's so real. And it's like a blend of like a documentary but a film. Right. And I think the reason you have that blend is because she's just capturing people in their everyday lives, Right. these, these nomads. So there's not much direction there, mm-hmm. you know? So she's coming into this movie now where she does have to do that, and she has to do it at a massive scale. With multiple with actors. multiple yeah. actors, and she has to handle all these things. And again, you go back to the Patty Jenkins quote, where the director, especially in the big budget project, is the only person on set that knows how a million fucking things are going to come together. Exactly. And now she's like, you know, she's coming off No Man Land, smaller film now, she's stepping into the massive MCU sort of world mm-hmm. and i just don't think it worked for her yeah. i don't not i don't want to say she couldn't handle it right you know but it's just clearly that her vision and her style just did not work here yeah so yes i don't know also it could be a thing where we got some sorry guys apologies for the rap music here outside got of some her. hoodlums going on <laughs> it could also be a thing where she where the eternals are supposed to be thin soids, supposed to be robots mm-hmm. so maybe she was trying to get cute and was like act more monotone, act more sort of like dead inside because you're a robot which right. if that's the case that's that's not the way to go yeah, you know like that's that again that speaks amateur to me Yes. it's like oh, you're a robot, so act like a robot act like a robot yeah, yeah like you know don't show a lot of emotion that that's again amateur yeah and even though I had these issues with the movie, I did enjoy these characters. yeah, so I did enjoy the eternals. I did enjoy you know their powers and them working together as a team. so it made me go back and read some comics. Obviously, some comic that I saw from January of this year was the Kieran Gillen run. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never read an internals comic before, um, and I love Kieran Gillen. Yeah. He's the one who did the the 2015 Vader run, so oh, I'm nice. a fan of his. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, oh, no fucking brainer. Right. And from what I read, it was pretty much in line with what I saw in the film. Okay. I don't know. Again, that came out this year, so I don't know it's a good chance it could have been altered to kind of match the film better, but I got a little better sense of these characters, and I'm like reading it, and I'm like, yeah, if if... If your job was to be, like, you're a synthesoid, so act like a robot, act monotone, I'm, like, learning more about these characters, and I'm, like, that's not how it should have been, right. you know? So, I think it was just, like, not to go too much off topic, but I... I just think it was just a bad pairing.
0: That's yeah. really what I think so. Yeah,
1: no, I, I, I definitely agree with you on that. And then just from a
0: story standpoint as well, I think I had a lot of issues with 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 the story they were trying to tell and, and, the, and the structure that they told it in. There's a lot of characters where you start off with and then they vanish until the third act of the movie. Um, in terms of Kumail's character, Kingo, he completely vanishes from the third act. He's basically like, hey, guys, I'm going to sit this one out, um, which was also an interesting choice too because – You know, the whole idea of there's there's this twist, which I actually really like the twist. I like the twist that Richard Madden's character is actually sort of the villain of the story. Mm -hmm. It kind of renders um, the main deviant who's voiced by Bill Skarsgård kind of useless. And he ends up not really amounting to much at all. Uh, But I did like that third act twist where it ends up being Icarus who's behind this whole thing where he's kind of carrying out what the what the uh, the Celestials want. With Kingo, it's interesting because obviously he's somebody who ends up becoming this massive Bollywood star throughout the whole, you know, the last like 50 years or something like that.
1: Which again is believable. You're always going to have that one person who uses their powers for like selfishness. Yeah, it's selfishness,
0: exactly. But it also seems like that he's become a fan of humanity. He loves people, he loves the attention he gets. So it's a little interesting to me that he decides to sit out and is very, and is okay with humanity getting wiped out. When through the last, you know, however many years, They've been a part of him, and he's why he has all the success. He, Of course, he's got to love these people that worship him. So it's very surprising to me that he decides to sit out. So I don't totally agree with that story point either. No, because he's gonna
1: get reset. Exactly, so he's gonna forget about it. Right, you know? and not to mention that we have a fucking Bernard scene in this movie, <laughs> where his his assistant yes. who's like recording him the whole time comes up to him and starts spilling, spilling some knowledge. I'm like, this is like fucking Bernard. Right, like going up to Harry and being like, I heard things. I've seen things. In it's like my Bernard. House. Where the fuck were you where two f- movies ago? Bro, you fucking you've watched me poison myself with this gas. Right, watch me ru- ruin like a bunch of friendships. I can't even fucking. An egg on a pan because I'm so messed up, and you're just watching over here laughing. Like, yeah. it was just so weird of this, like, this kind of like right hand man who's supposed to be a supportive older figure, you know, trying to instill knowledge when the knowledge is useless, right? Like, it was just so, it like, the fact that Kingo just disappears, I think to me was just dumb. Yeah, I like, it, it was just dumb it too. made absolutely no sense to me. And again, even though I do think the movie shapes out a little bit in the second half. I think I have I have so many issues with the first half of the film. I think the second half it does come together a little bit more. But like I was saying, you're so emotionally detached throughout this film that when Kingo comes back in, I forgot about. him. Well, also too, I'm almost like fuck this guy. Yeah, but I had forgotten about right, him. Yeah. Like he comes out with the suitcase in the car. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot he was. I forgot here. about him. Well, that's that's the thing. Like because there was just thing. no emotional attachment in the beginning when he was trying to get established. Well,
0: and that's that's the problem I had like with with Makari, right? Macari literally is not in this movie until like towards the tail end of the third act, or not yeah, but, time, she's but like, like the sexy, beginning of the third so I'm like, act. Well, that on that, that too. That yeah. too. But uh. But yeah, and then same thing with Brian Tyree Henry's character. He doesn't come in until the third act either. Mm-hmm. So it's like all these characters, it's like you forget about it. It's like, oh, yeah, that's right.
1: I forgot about him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I forgot about him. And and it's I, like and his story as to why he went into hiding is interesting. And I like that. But right. again, it's so poorly structured. Yes. That it just – it's not well executed. Well,
0: and that's the thing that like you he, he said in terms of like the emotional detachment. I feel like – and a lot of people were trying to say like, oh, well, this is – not like a more movie you've ever seen before. Like, you know, it's, it's, it, it takes, you know, character emotions into, into effect. And I think all of that is there, but it's so surface level. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like there's no depth to any of these characters. There I don't isn't. care about how these characters, to me, the most interesting character that I wanted to see more of was Kid Harrington. He's in the movie for five fucking minutes. Yeah. Like I love his after credit scene. I want to know more. Also, that's definitely fucking Mahershala Ali. Speaking to him,
1: and it was confirmed, and I'm so fucking pumped to see where they go. And with it that. makes sense. It does make sense. It makes sense that you know someone like Blade, who is stu- who is studying the vampires, who is studying his mythology, right? Who has been all over the world collecting artifacts, yeah. and things like that. Would have come across this sword. Yes. So we're over here shooting on Marvel, but I'm like, okay. I want to see where that goes. I'll give okay. you that well, one. Well, that's the thing. That like, makes for, sense. for everything <laughs> that I
0: didn't like about this movie, it's like I want to see more with the with the Eternals. I want to see more with King so, I'm
1: with you. Like I swear, that's why I went and read the comic books. Right. Because I actually did enjoy these characters. Mm-hmm. And it's 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 a miss. Look, know. it's a I bad th- miss. I think it's from a bad Marvel. miss too, yeah. Everyone is allowing a miss. Let's see how you bounce back because all this fucking circle jerk that we were having at the beginning of this episode, Right. the second No Way Home comes out and it's amazing, everyone's going to forget about Eternal. Exactly. So it doesn't fucking matter. It, you it know? doesn't matter put this one behind you but it was rough it, it, was, it, was, rough. it was
0: rough and it, it's one of those things where it's like I'm not going to give the movie a pass because it has a diverse cast which yes it's awesome to see like mm-hmm. you said we had conversations about this where you're like it's great that in the last two Marvel films we've had two Asian leads mm-hmm. like it's great to see that yeah Um, but I can't give it a pass for that it's like I can't just ignore the problems I have with this movie just because it has a diverse no, cast no you're
1: 100% correct it's like okay there's great LGBTQ representation right or we're getting a sex scene so we're being a little bit more mature right we have an we have you know I Diverse cast with an Asian lead, that's great, but that's not a pass. Right. You know, I it, can't it, give a pass if the story sucks. You no, because I mean? then that mean that because then what are you gonna give the old guard a pass? Exactly. exactly. So old, exactly. Fucking trash. old guard is trash. A trash film. Horrible. And you just have to look you know. Shang-Chi is a great film with a diverse cast, you know. Right. So you, that's the merit. It but earns, the difference is I gave a shit about exactly. every fucking character And, you, in that and movie. it's a good movie. It's a good movie. <laughs> Doesn't matter who's involved, you know. If the movie's not good, you cannot give it a pass. You have to be fair. You have yes. to be realistic. And that's what we try to do here. And it's not a good movie despite you know the, the great sort of boundaries that are pushed. Right.
0: I mean, that's the thing. Like with Eternals, it's the type of movie where I'll rewatch – specific scenes on YouTube and that's about it. I don't want to sit, I really don't care to sit through this movie ever again.
1: I, I would not mind watching The Last Hour. Yeah. I'll be honest. You yeah. know, I don't from, you know, I, I, like you said, I like the whole twist with Icarus. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the whole conflict that they have. I like the big action sequence at the end, the big fight between them. Yes. Um, I love the Macari, like Macari to me, I was so I was really looking forward to seeing her because I'm a big fan of like speedsters, mm-hmm. like speedster characters. I love the Flash, you know. But w- in my opinion, even though the the um the Flashpoint scene in Zack Snyder's Justice League* is great, yeah, I haven't really seen like I haven't seen like a cool representation of a speedster. Like, because I don't like how Barry runs. I don't buy into the physics of him moving really fast. And I think the best thing I've seen it in in terms of live action. Is the very early seasons of The Flash. Right. There's moments when he's like running on the cosmic treadmill mm-hmm. and he's like blurry and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, that motherfucker is moving at like a gazillion yeah. miles well, per how, hour. How do you, in terms of Zack and just
0: like, how do you feel about the, it's, it's when it's in the tunnel sequence where Barry basically saves the scientists as the debris is falling. That's better. He's like that. Yeah, That's, like, a that's, that's lot kind better. of where you really see it. Yeah. But I also agree with you. Like, in that, that flashpoint scene where he's kind of bringing everything back, while I fucking absolutely adore that scene. Mm-hmm. I, I love the music about it. I love everything, like the context of that scene, all the weight that it holds. It is awkward to see him running at like a slower pace as he's bringing it, all it's this It's like stuff the things I'm
1: saying, him, he's clearing the harness, and right. he's just moving in place. You right. know? So it's it's a little hard to buy into the physics, even though you have all these cool effects and everything that's going on. It's a great scene, but I don't buy into him running the running aspect running fast yeah yeah, yeah, Yeah. so like i said in the earlier seasons of the flash when they had i can't remember what it's called now but it's like the big portal inside star laps when they're running around it and everything like there were moments where i'm like yeah i can i buy into Barry moving super duper fast and even in quicksilver yeah like that's probably like the second best like quicksilver the quicksilver scenes and the X-Men movies are good. Yes. But to me, I think the best representation we've gotten so far is Dash. Right. Incredible Dash. Yes. That's definitely yes. the best representation of like a Speedster, but that's animated. Mm-hmm. In terms of live action, I do think Makari is my favorite version. Yeah, I love because, the scene where
0: she's like jumping around and visiting like spike yeah, place. Yeah, and she's place. going
1: fast. And like when she's attacking Icarus. Icarus and, Ah it's and so good. Like that, and she's that's that's like, really good. And she's pinballing, she's yeah. using her speed to like the full effect. So like even though it was a snippet of it, I'm like, yes, like that's what I was really looking forward to. It's like to. it's
0: like Flash versus Superman. Exactly. That's what it feels like. Yeah. Well,
1: okay i'm glad you brought that up because (laughs) this this has to be mentioned that final sequence was straight up fucking justice league it was cyborg it was wonder woman yep because cyborg is um brian i don't know what his it's it's, uh fastos fastos Fastos? i think
0: think it's fastos yeah yeah using
1: like the technology yes fucking cyborg um thena with her sword and shield yep yep. wonder woman and then you have Macari the speedster in red yes so you fucking flash (laughs) yeah Fighting um Icarus with the laser beams yes. flying. Who's in, in, a, in a blue suit? In a blue suit. Yep. I'm like, this is fucking Justice just. Yep. This is 100% Justice yeah. So I there were a lot of the, um a lot of like scenes in the second half of the film, like when they when they visit Barry Keegan character. Um like in from like an action standpoint that I enjoyed, but mm-hmm. I'm with you. I, I wouldn't want to sit through the entire movie again just to get to that. Yeah. When it comes on Disney Plus, I'll fast forward it and I'll watch certain scenes over but like even going back to that Barry Keegan scene when they go to the Amazon and they visit him like there were moments in this film that could have really had an emotional punch mm-hmm. but again like we we're saying the movie's just so fucking flat mm-hmm. that like it just it doesn't work at all i
0: am definitely with you bro um i guess last thing before we wrap this up uh, we we talked a little bit about the uh, the Kit Harington after credits scene. What did you think of the the other after credit scene with uh, Harry Styles? Okay,
1: this is interesting because I'm glad you brought this up as I move my cup. <laughs> trying, getting ready. Let me get ready for this. Getting ready for this. Like we were saying the VFX were good. Yeah. We end on this incredible shot of the celestial outside Earth. You get a sense of scale. It's beautifully rendered. It looks great. The credits roll. Actually, there's one thing I want to say. In terms of my negatives. Yeah. The voice of the fucking Celestials was a joke. A little disappointing. Yeah. yeah it's it sounds just like a dude. random dude. It's just a dude in a mic who had the bass turned up, who had the tremble turned up. Right. When you think of <laughs> fucking Ray Porter, I'm still not over it, man. <laughs> okay. Quick story, guys. Quick story. We tried to get a cameo from Ray Porter. For
0: our uh, Green Arrow episode. For Green Arrow episode. tried to introduce the effing nerds yeah. in, in the... In the
1: classic dark side voice, um, Ray Porter, who all of a sudden thinks he's a established actor since Sex and the City came out, and this is no hate towards Ray Porter, was like, "Hey, can I improvise?" Us yeah. being like, uh, "Sure, Mr. <laughs> Ray Porter, you know, because whatever." And he gave us a shit message, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, "This, like, what the fuck? Like, this is what we paid for? <laughs> whatever." It, it rubbed me the wrong way. I'm still not over it, you know. I eventually I will be, but. I thought what they did with Ray Porter voicing Dark Side, I thought was great. It was perfect. Yeah, like he he really channeled this like deep evil voice. Zach played around with it and it was really good. Well, I'm
0: saying they did really good with the effects
1: on the voice. Exactly. And yeah. Same thing. Even with like Thanos, I thought Josh Brolin brought like brought like a, a certain like intimidation factor mm-hmm. and like intensity to Thanos, even though it definitely does sound like him. But it was right. good voice casting. Right. Here is just some fucking guy. It's just some yes. guy. I don't know who voices it, and there's no disrespect to the guy. Also, no disrespect to Ray Porter. Right. I loved you as Dark Side. But, like, even Kieran Hines as Steppenwolf. Yes. You know, like, this, it, like, I just thought, like, this dude's talking, the Celestial's talking, and I'm like, that's just some guy on this porch.
0: Well, and that's especially when the Celestial is basically getting uh, Gemma Chan up to speed as to what's happening and, mm-hmm. and why, you know, why the, what they're about to do, basically. That scene itself is just one giant exposition dump, which I guess it's like, there are be- to me, there are better ways to do it, but if they wanted to have a big exposition dump scene, that's fine. Um, but I almost wanted, I feel like if they had a more menacing voice, I feel like it would have really packed a harder punch mm-hmm. in that where it's like more of like, a, oh shit, like they're about to blow up the earth. Yeah. You know, and it's really just sound like you
1: said, just sounds like some random dude, dude telling us
0: like, all right, whatever.
1: But going back to what I was talking about, um, despite the shitty voice, we get this really great shot of the celestial outside earth it's beautiful beautifully rendered like I said so the credits start rolling and I'm like I'm like you know I have my issues with it but I'm like but the VFX are, were really good for this movie I really enjoyed the VFX yeah long and behold I spoke too soon because <laughs> out comes this fucking goblin creature from who is the assistant who is voiced by Pat Oswell, I believe is it voiced by Pan Oswald? oh shit so. I know okay. yeah and it's, it just looks it looks bad it looked really bad it did not look good it, was that, pretty, it looked like looked something like... out of Warcraft <laughs> You know, and I'm like, oh, classic Martin just fucking jinxing himself.
0: Well, also, too, bro, I almost feel like how we were talking about, you know, with Michael Keaton shooting vulture stuff and Mm -hmm. how Marvel likes to shoot stuff like a month out. I feel like that was shot like a month out. Yeah. Where they
1: didn't have enough time to really render this character Mm -hmm. out properly. And that's what we get. And out comes Harry Styles as Arrows, the brother of Thanos. And I'm glad, the, the reason I'm glad you brought this up is because it goes back to something that we were talking about in a recent episode of how there were rumors, possibly. Because this had leaked. Yes. The whole thing with Harry Styles had leaked. And I came across it accidentally. And I remember thinking to myself, even though Harry Styles is an international superstar, mm-hmm. I don't think he would have had, you know, like a massive reaction in the movie theater. Because I honestly believe that half the movie theater didn't know who it was. That yes. it took him a second <clears throat> to process right. that it was actually Harry Styles. Right. If it was someone like, you know, um Reed Richards or or it was actually blade right like actually blade, like you actually you know, blade like we actually saw him yeah. yeah that is something you don't want to spoil that's right. like a big reaction that would sell tickets this was like wasn't anything huge and I don't think it was any like I think all the people in that theater that reacted were ready to react they knew they knew, they that knew. it was Harry Styles yeah. yeah um and you made a comment about how there were rumors circulating about how maybe people had seen internals and right. it probably wasn't good yeah so then that spoiler leaked to get to kind of get get exactly get the hype going get people and actually believe in them yeah i know i really because of how the movie turned out not just because of how the movie turned out but because it's not a big it's not a big character. It's not. Like, I feel like half the people don't know who. Like, exactly. obviously, no, they say they say the brother no family really knows like, who the fuck is. This guy? is yeah, yeah. It's, not, it's not just. It's not a big character. And, like I said, even though Harry Styles is a superstar, mm-hmm. he's not going to sell tickets. Exactly. What, in the MCU world, I right? Mean, right. You know, if he's playing like Reed Richards, then yes. Right. In that sense, yes. But. Harry Styles, as a brother of Thanos, I don't think is like a hype train. I really don't. He's so, not.
0: Well, we're also in the world now where it's the character that sells the movie, not the actor. Exactly. Like, so it's it's if he was playing more of a prominent character, then yes, maybe that could sell more tickets. But just the actor themselves being in the movie is not going to sell the movie.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, you're definitely going to get a lot of teenage girls to come out and see the movie right. for sure. But overall, I, I, I kind of do believe, like I said, given the actor and the character that was introduced, I do think that maybe... That could have been a marketing ploy on their end. Right. Where they kind of, you know, like, all right, let's release this out there. Yeah. Let's get the buzz going. Mm -hmm. Um, Which is kind of fucked up. A little bit. You know? Uh, But then at the same time, like I said, it's not a major thing. So, you know, it's it's (laughs) give or take. But uh, but business Hollywood is a is a uh, it's a, it was it say it's a fickle business. It's a fickle business. Yeah. So I do kind of believe that was kind of the case early on. Yeah, I feel mm-hmm. you, man. All right, let, wrapping this up, bro. But overall, no. But but overall, I I did enjoy that post. You did enjoy scene. that thing, okay. yeah? Because I am a hairstyles fan. I'll admit right. it. I like his music. <laughs> I thought his first album was really good. Um, so, and I think he's, you know, he's establishing himself as an actor. I, so I can't, too. I can't wait to see, what is it, Good Little Darling? Or Hello Darling? Uh,
0: yeah, something with the Olivia
1: Wilde's next Olivia movie. Yeah. Wilde, Florence Pugh's in it. So, I can't yeah, wait to see yeah, what yeah. he does there. Well, he has a really good screen presence. Like, I, I will give him that. He has he does. a really good screen he's, presence. He's, a, he's cute. Yeah, that he is. He is that cute. he is. Um, and I thought he was good in Dunkirk. Yeah, he was good in Dunkirk. So, yeah. like, excited to see what he does in the MCU. Excited to see the whole dynamic that he possibly has with Thanos. Right. It obviously raises the question, Thanos is a Titan. Um, they mentioned in Endgame that his dad was a Celestial, so maybe Thanos was adopted. Right. That's why he then goes on and adopts girls like Nebula and Gamora. Right, you know? right. It's like a trickle situation. Yeah. So I'm excited to learn about that dynamic. I'm excited to learn about that and see some more of, of, of where this is going to go. But uh, but yeah, um, I thought both post-grad scenes were, were cool.
0: Yeah. I actually probably like compared to the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know about all that. I mean- Ah, well, that's another conversation. Yeah, it's another conversation. Yeah.
0: But uh, all right, man, wrapping this up, how do you score The Eternals?
1: I'm going to give it a solid 6.2. Ooh. Mm-hmm. 6.2, and that's me being a little generous.
0: <laughs> see, like, that's the thing, man. It's like I know I don't really care to watch this movie again, even though I am interested in seeing what's coming next. I think there are some good things in this movie. Like I said, some good characters that going forward, I want to see where they go and where the story takes them. But just from a movie standpoint, man, I just, I if I really didn't like it, I can't give it a pass. So I'm gonna go five point six. Five point six. Yeah. good. Yeah. Kind of, I think to I'm me, landing. there was a
1: little bit more. I think I enjoyed the second half a little bit more than you did. Right. So it, you know, I it, it gave it a little bit more of a, a little boost. bit more of a, of a push. Yeah. Well, I mean, but like, that first hour is fucking rough. It, it's
0: it's 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 pretty rough to get through, and it's the same thing, man. Like if I really don't care about a lot of the characters and don't care about their story too much. By the time we get to the third act and things are going on, I don't really care about what's happening. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I landed. No, it's true. Movie. And that's, that's why I yeah. said, like, yeah. you,
1: you, like, you, it's tough to get attached to Kingo. Mm-hmm. So when he disappears, it's just like, and he comes back, I'm like, yeah. oh, yeah, I forgot about this yeah. fucking guy. We're also to almost like, fuck this dude.
0: Yeah. Like, this yeah. dude
1: bounced on it. He bailed. You and your fucking fake burner. <laughs> <get the> fucking <laughs> out of here.
0: But, uh, all right, man. I think that does it for this episode, bro. Is there anything else you want to say? Any other
1: comments, concerns? You no, I don't it. really have any concerns. Like I said, um the next Marvel movie has it's gonna break two billion dollars. Yeah, easily. It's gonna be the talk of the town yep. for months to for come. For a while, yeah. For a while. So uh look, eternal center and do so hot. It's gonna be in the rear mirror yeah. in the month. I think so, man. i so, I definitely agree. So we said Marvel, I'm um, good for you for finding these these under the radar voices and you know. And you've had good luck with them. Right. And also success. giving them a platform,
0: like giving somebody like Chloe Chow them, a massive exactly. platform to, you, to do you, their shit. Boosting,
1: yeah. you know, um, her, her equity, equity, so to speak. But um, no, it didn't work out this time. Yeah. You no, know, and, and that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. You're going to have misses. Right. Mm-hmm. For sure. But, uh, all right, Nerds Nation, that does it for us. Thank you guys for joining
0: us on another episode of the FN Nerds Podcast. As always, make sure you guys subscribe to the FN Nerds Podcast wherever you enjoy listening to your podcasts. You can find us on Twitter at FN underscore Nerds or on Instagram at FN Nerds. Once again, I'm Nick D'Anizio. I'm Martin Moreno. And we will catch you guys on the next one. Mm. Bye.